We believe running is freedom and empowerment. We believe running solves problems and makes people happy. We even believe that if more people run, the world will be a better place. We believe in running because it is our passion. This is the Big Peach Running Company Run ATL Podcast with your host, Mike Cosentino. Hello, everyone. My name is Mike Cosentino. I am your host for the Run ATL Podcast once again. Not alone, I am with my good friend and our executive producer, D2, Dolomite Dave Martinez. D2, it is so good to have you next to me. What goes on, my friend? Uh, good to be here, and you know, I know that we've got a, a fully uh, a, a full interview here, uh, you know, on this podcast. So I want to, you know, because we are we said we were going to hold each other accountable. Yes, May twenty third, you gave a verbal that you were going to show up for November Project. Did you show up? So this is why it is good not to be on social media because we can do this live. D two, I am really glad you asked. And for those of you who think this is perfectly scripted. Today is May 23rd when we're taping. It will not be May 23rd when it is aired. I was there this morning. I hope my friends from November Project will vouch for that. I did not put it on social media. I was there this morning in the pouring rain, may I add. I had a good time. Let me throw it back in your direction. We said after a previous conversation that we would also do Superman on occasion. You've held me accountable. My turn to you. How is your Superman count? Uh, it, it's it's probably been a little over a week since I've done any any type of Superman or any of that. So I I I I was on track for a couple weeks and then and then just fell off completely. So yep. Well, you'll get back on track. I do not doubt. And one thing that we're going to do to get all of us on track is we're going to have a featured conversation that will bring you incredibly close to being on track with your running and walking routine. Tonight, we have in studio Andy Highsmith. He is absolutely a member of the Big Peach Running Company leadership team. We say that not as a disclaimer, but something that we are very, very proud. But the reason he is our featured conversation in this episode, he is a running form expert, bar none, in my opinion. That will play out in this conversation. We will have a conversation about the origins of why running form is important, and more importantly to you, our valued listener, why it should mean something to each and every individual, very much including D2 and including me. We'll have that conversation with Andy when we get back after this brief message. Please do not go anywhere. You've got the right shoe for you, but maybe you're still getting blisters and your feet aren't too happy. The source of your discomfort may be the socks you're wearing. Cotton is rotten. You need socks made from synthetic materials that wick away the moisture that can lead to blisters. Big Peach Running Company carries a variety of styles and brands, including Features, Balega, Swiftwick, and Injinji. Every sock is buy three, get one free. Mix and match brands and styles, it doesn't matter. You'll save 25% when you pick up four pairs of socks. Keep your feet happy and stock up on socks at Big Peach Running Company. And welcome back to the Run ATL Podcast. D2, you and I said unapologetically this was a fully biased and full-on podcast with one of our teammates who has instruction for us that whether he's a member of Big Peach Running Company or not, he has information that is going to make us better and make all of our listeners better. So we'll say at the onset, 
Andy Highsmith, who will be with us here in just a few seconds, has so much to offer. But please, 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 listening audience, do not think, well, my goodness, this is a bunch of Big Peach Running Company team members getting together to talk about running form. This is D2 and I as your humble hosts with a real expert on running form. Would you second that for us? Yeah, I mean, having uh, uh, heard Andy speak, yes, absolutely. I mean, and I have a little bit of background on form, and it's been probably, uh, yeah, at this point, maybe a couple years since I've have been a practitioner of it on a regular basis. And uh, so to hear Andy uh, speak is going to definitely uh, you know, reignite some, some of that interest and maybe I'll, I'll, I'll improve my form as well. Well, I know you will, and you're obviously being very shy, perhaps, in your credentials. <laughs> We've had TFR, or what we call, and as we refer to in the intro, as transformed running. You are a certified instructor. You're not just a weekend practitioner of TFR, but you're someone who has taught classes and obviously imparted that kind of wisdom in the past for our guests and for the community. So you have a real understanding of what's necessary. And yet I think you would endorse this statement. Andy Highsmith is not only the best that Big Peach Running Company has, but perhaps that the marketplace has in general to offer people real understanding of why form matters and what form should be all about. Yeah, I mean, as you said, I mean, I, I have, I've, I am a certified uh, you know, instructor and, and like I said, was certified several years ago, but I also think that having new individuals come in to teach the course, to learn and to develop the course beyond of what it was two years ago, is only going to make things a little bit better. It's going to make me a better runner. I think it'll make our listeners a better runner and just, I think we'll have some great and, and valuable information for them. I believe that to be true, and he is here right now. He may be blushing just a little bit with that compliments session that you and I just paid to him, but Andy Highsmith, you are here, and you are so very much appreciated for spending some time with us. Welcome to the Run ATL podcast. Thank you. Good to be on. Well, and and it is good for you to be on because this is something that oftentimes we have conversations inside our stores, but even more so outside in general. It might be at a race finish line. It may be in a training group. It may be at a group run where somebody might say, well, my goodness, does form really matter? I've been running since I was in middle school or when I was a cross country athlete or student athlete in high school or college or perhaps, do I really need to know how to do it a certain way compared to how I've done it in the past? So before we get into who you are, let's just Put that out there on the table. Does form matter? That is a extremely valid question that is maybe at the forefront of modern thinking with running form uh, that I absolutely continue to evaluate. Does form matter? There are studies that show um, maybe it's not the best thing to do to alter your running form. Um, and we absolutely take that into account as I think that as form and in running form instruction evolves, uh, we're still learning. So this is an aspect that has been heavily studied from the perspective of sprinting. The money in running form is in sprinting and peak speed. The NFL, soccer, uh, short distance track and field, that's where the big research is. And if we think about it just from those particular aspects, they've been looking at running form for a long time. Yes. 
And no mistake about it, they have very particular ways that they get their athletes to move. Um, when it shifts towards distance running, it's kind of always been, I don't know, you know? <laughs> well, and you said, and you've shared this with D2 and I previously, that even in your own personal history, there was a time when no one really thought about it. Even if it was being thought about for those athletes you referenced just a second ago, it wasn't being thought about for distance runners or for those who were taking up running or even walking for a fitness routine. Mm -hmm. But that has kind of changed. Yes. Give me your personal history because it wasn't at an Olympic hurdler or an Olympic 100 meter distance runner. Mm -hmm. It wasn't as some elite soccer player that needed to know how to get from one side of the field to the next. It was truly as someone who was a total novice to what we call a pedestrian active lifestyle, yet it made a huge difference. Would you, would you please share that with us? Yeah, so for me, um, I'm one of those people that running form and learning about running form uh, was a necessity. I came into running five and a half years ago, um, and prior to that, as a very avid non-runner, uh, with my own one-liners about what I thought about running. So let's make sure everybody heard that. An avid non-runner, which concerns D2 and I to some degree now that he's part of the Big Peach Running Company leadership team. At the same time, an avid non-runner who is yeah. now not only an enthusiastic participant in the pedestrian active lifestyle, but an absolute proponent of running for him. Absolutely. Yeah. So I had um, an accident 2003-ish uh, backpacking. Straight line fall off a cliff. Um, destroyed the left foot, kind of ruined the right, but the left foot was rebuilt. Um, and at the time they told me, you know, you'll never run on that thing. It'll work, but you're not going to be a runner. And I, and I was cool with it because uh, I didn't want to be. So you weren't giving up anything. <laughs> no. It was like, you'll never be a runner. But it was like, well, I wasn't previously, so I'm not losing something that I used to have. No. Now I've got a real valid excuse to never run. Um, problem being, um, fast forward, when I finally caught the bug, saw the light, whatever you want to call it, um, I got into running after kind of watching my mother get into running and then my sister get into running. And, you know, at first I judged them, um, but I watched what it did for them. Um, and this, I'll pause right here just to say, before we dive into the nuts and bolts of geeky running form, uh, because of my entrance into running, and the way that 99% of us use running in our life. Um, I never ever want run form to take running, which is a powerful life enhancing tool, and to change that joyful, free activity into some over analytical uh, form of self-torture. That is a huge <laughs> component of how we teach running form. We are not advocating that runners start to critique everything they do running down the road thinking about all their mechanics. Because the reason I got into running was I saw something in my mother and my sister uh, that looked authentic. And that was just the joy and the positivity out of their new questionable hobby. <laughs> what, what an awesome statement, D2. I know you and I both have a great affinity for our own mothers. And we hear the expression on a regular basis, mothers know best. But Andy, you're living proof that not only do mothers occasionally, perhaps regularly, maybe always know best, but they also can be that example. 
And whether it's mom or somewhere else that an example comes forth, this had great meaning to you and obviously had you take steps that you were not taking previously. So now you start to think, well, gosh, if it is making sense for mom and it's making sense for my sister, where did you go from there? I got interested in and signed up for a 5K, where it all began. Great place to start. <laughs> I, uh, I trained my tush off for a, a good few weeks, and I went out to, to get my best time. Um, I was immediately hooked. It woke up something inside of me. You know, it was that type of thing where it's like, oh, I know I can do better. But my hurdle was I couldn't walk the next day. Um, enter rebuilt foot. <laughs> uh, so now I've got this new passion for my brand new hobby. And I want to get better. I want to get faster. I want to go longer. Uh, but I can't really walk well after the fact. So that was where I was sort of shoved face first into the idea that I, I have to learn something else. I can't do it this way. Um, I was really fortunate early on to meet people that were form-oriented, which is not common in our sport. Um, meeting those people uh, allowed me to start running. So I've been mindful of form from day one because I had to be. Well, and you mentioned form from its earliest days, and yet the earliest days of running, and we might talk about whether it's the legend of Philippides, whether it is some of the records of days gone by, and whether it's Olympians or just world records and whatever distance. That's not what we're talking about here. It's a much more recent history when we talk about running form. Yeah. Now, Big Peach Running Company, and I will share here in a few minutes, our association with running form. Give us the more macro version of running form and when it became a little bit more at the forefront of what runners of different levels of achievement were thinking about. Are you in uh, asking kind of like born to run ish? Yeah, when, so born to that, run. Yeah, it could be yeah. born to run. It could be good form running. It could yeah. be chi running. It could be a variety of things. But I know you're a real student yes. as well as an instructor. Yep. And so having this expert here right next to D2 and to me suggests, well, instead of just giving you the Big Peach Running Company history with form and how it has impacted our organization and the instruction we have the good fortune of oftentimes providing our guests, I want to look at it a little bit more mm -hmm. sizably. And I think you're such an awesome expert to do so. So give us your take on kind of the history of when running form started to be more important to some and something that all of us should be more mindful of. I, I think there's a storyline that tracks with the arc of footwear. So there, there was changes in footwear uh, as running became more and more popular and the jogging phase um, hit the scene that introduced maybe new complexities that no one had thought about. Uh, so maybe I'm not familiar with uh, back in the leather shoed, you know, waffle racer days. Um, I don't know that they were really digging in that far to biomechanics mm -hmm. uh, back then. And then the jogging phase came in. And that was when you s started seeing, you know, the, the running boom. And now we've got a bunch of non-athletes. Uh, that are hitting the streets and I think it kind of that may have been the seed 
for the beginning of uh, overuse injuries popping up left and right. <laughs> and the footwear industry scrambling to figure out overuse injuries from their end and uh, physical therapists on another side of the coin trying to figure out how to work with it on their end. Um, but I still think that the cutting edge of running form for distance runners is not fully evolved. So Andy rightfully mentioned Born to Run, and there is a deep history, and oftentimes it's easy for people at Big Peach Running Company or the three of us here on this podcast to think, well, gosh, everybody's heard of Born to Run. And, and just for those who haven't, and we'll certainly put this in our show notes, but Born to Run was a book that was written back. Now it seems like a lifetime ago, although it really wasn't that long ago in 2011 by Chris McDougall. And it talked about the Tarahumara Indians and certain attributes they had relative to both physical fitness and the way they used the just the activity of running in their everyday lifestyle. And it really was revolutionary. And it did change things as it related to footwear design. It changed things as it related to the way some of our core manufacturers thought about bringing products to the market. And certainly it gave all of us as participants, even contributors to this lifestyle that we embrace so much, how we might do it day in and day out. And much of that has kind of come and gone, not to suggest that what Christopher McDougall was suggesting was a fad. It may very well still be part of an overall trend, but much of it has kind of come and gone. For those of you who are historians in and around footwear, you may remember Vibram Five Fingers. Those are so much less prolific today than what they were at one point. There are other brands and models of shoes that have come and gone, but a lot of the basic tenant that was put into that manuscript still lives on if you think about form and what the Tarahumara were doing and still do to this day and it still has application to all of us who might be doing this two, three, six times a week. Mm -hmm. So there's just a little bit of a backstory. Certainly you can research that to whatever degree you now have interest. But Andy, with that setup, mm -hmm. your personal story suggests that whether you were a Chris McDougall or a born to run aficionado from the day that it was published, you found personal benefit in it. You took what was not a an activity that had immediate attraction. It took your sister and your mom to bring you to it. Mm -hmm. You had some discomfort and some distortion in both of your feet that you had to be mindful of. And now I will tell everybody who cannot see anything more than the picture of Andy that we may put in our show notes. This dude is super cool, right? He's got the best looking tats. He's got this very cool runner's physique. He and I share an affinity, as of course D2 does as well, of trail running and doing ultra marathons. It's not like, well, he's still just kind of monkeying around with trying to get perhaps under the 45-minute mark for a 5K. This guy is legit. But he's also this guy who's going to give you this big warm hug when you come in and say, I'm here for the first time, or I'm thinking about a fitness routine for the first time in two decades. So you have this awesome spectrum of people that you have a good opportunity to talk about form with. Mm -hmm. For that person who's where you were before you were inspired by your mom and sister, we said, well, why does form matter? Let's be more specific. Why does form matter to that person who's not really connected with a consistent fitness routine mm -hmm. or pedestrian active lifestyle right now? 
because there is a way to run that is easier and less painful than the way we see most people trying to do it. Most people put on the shoes for the first time and maybe imbalances, tightnesses, um, their movement patterns are very impactful and require more effort to maintain the same pace. And so our step one is how to reduce impact and increase efficiency. So the majority of people that come to our free clinics just want running to either hurt less or be a little more easy, uh, AKA more enjoyable. Sure. How can I have more fun? This hurts. Why the heck are all of y'all smiling? Um, that, that process to go from ouch to huh, maybe is usually pretty simple. Um, and it needs to be <laughs> so very simple steps to reduce impact and increase efficiency. Uh, that's why form matters because if it hurts, you're not going to do it. And if it's the hardest thing you've ever done to jog one mile, uh, you're probably not going to stick with it. Well, and I agree with that. We oftentimes will do a seminar and without question, two of the biggest barriers, especially for those of you who are this person or know this person who has trouble getting started or really to use Andy's expression, stick with it. The reality is the biggest barriers are one, scheduling it or two, finding some enjoyment associated with it. Mm -hmm. And we're not suggesting that, well, my goodness, if you come to Big Peach Running Company or you talk to D2 or me or to Andy, that that all goes away. But if you can make it more comfortable, if you can make it more enjoyable, along with scheduling it, it gives you a much higher likelihood of sticking with it. So now let's move on and along the spectrum. And I'm going to bring you in, D2, if you don't mind. And I know sometimes you do, but I guess since we're live <laughs> and the mic is on, you don't have much choice. And that is, you were already a regular practitioner of what we would call a pedestrian active lifestyle when you became exposed, as I did. We were on the same wavelength and we were on the same timeline when we were all of a sudden hearing about, well, good form running and born to run, you were already part of this organization. We were already carrying certain products that kind of espoused what it was that was part of that sentiment. So it's not like you were just getting started because of your mom or your sister dragging you to the start line of a 5K. What was it for you beyond that novice level, not suggesting you're an Olympic trials qualifier, that all of a sudden made this make so much sense and something you wanted to know more about? Well, when I when I started working at Big Peach, I had, I had sort of started backup running because you know I think for a while there as well. I mean, I took four years four years off from running because it was painful because I didn't know how to run because I didn't know how to train or follow a training plan, um, because I was inconsistent. So for a variety of reasons that many of our listeners can relate to, and when I started back running, I I, I got back into it and once again didn't really know how to run properly. For the same reasons you know that a lot of people uh you know you just go out and you step out the door put on shoes and run you know that's what people would say it's easy just buy get a pair of shoes step out the door and run and um, if i could attach just a, a maybe a small but important asterisk to that we're not suggesting there aren't people who can do that right there are people who can do that right and i will tell you that i am a late adopter to form i've been running for decades and by and large, it was doing just as you said, D2, and that is putting on my shoes, lacing them up, and taking whatever came my way. Sometimes discomfort, sometimes even dissatisfaction, but I was going to stick with it. So we're not suggesting for those of you who are practicing where D2 was not that long ago that you're wrong. 
We just want to give you the possibility that something better exists. So go ahead. I didn't want to interrupt, right, but I right. also didn't want to throw the proverbial baby out with the bathwater that we're calling form right now. Right, right. And, you know, and there is no absolute perfect form because, you know, everyone's body is kind of different. Everyone moves differently. Biomechanics are different. So you can't say it's going to be a carbon copy for every single person. But there are certain principles that can apply to each individual that by making some minor adjustments even will help improve, um, you know, your, your running and your experience. So for me, you know, when I was running, especially running here in Atlanta, I found that running up hills became easier when I ran on my toes. Somehow I stumbled upon that. I'm going, wow, that's, that's kind of cool. It's like maybe I should run on my toes all the time. And I ran a half marathon, and my calves were sore for like weeks. <laughs> and I was like, okay, well, something's not right. And then working at Big Peach, then, you know, learning about, um, you, know, you know, at the time. So that was, was not TFR. That was that D2F. Was, <laughs> not transformed running, but Dave, Do Dolomite Dave form. That was, I don't know what you want to call it, but it was just, you know, sometimes we use a term, you know, that we're, we're uh, an experiment of one. And that's what I was. I was sure. experimenting on myself, trying to figure out what works. Same way Andy probably did it. By Andy did it smarter because he was like, well, I'm just going to research this. I, I was just kind of doing it on my own. But it wasn't until I started working at Big Peach Running Company that it's like, oh, well, at the time it was called Good Form Running. And so I started uh, because I'd already sort of gotten a little bit of a taste of adjusting my form and seeing some positive results. I'm like, I want more. I need to learn more. I need to figure out what it is I'm doing. And... Uh, in doing so, I started seeing some some pretty good results, and I started you know running faster. But I also started, as 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 Andy mentioned, started enjoying it more because I wasn't you know. And I'll be honest, I've I've never experienced a runner's high. Mm. You know, some people are like oh I got a runner's high. I was like I've never experienced it, but I can I can go out and I can enjoy a run because it's not feeling painful. It's not beating on my knees, and that was the main reason why I quit running was because it, it did hurt my knees. And so through you know improving my form, I found that I didn't have a lot of knee pain. And I started seeing some positive results uh, in, you know, in the sense that my times were getting you know, uh, faster. And I was able to run longer with less effort or the same effort and go the longer distance. So for me, I wanted to, you know, that kind of got me hooked. If there was anything that got me, that kind of gave me that runner's high was the satisfaction, like, oh, I learned something new and this is, I, I feel empowered to then, you know, um, go out and, 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 and compete. And that's when I wanted to teach because I thought that was, it was so valuable to, to have that information and not share it with others. And so that's what I wanted to do is, is you know, uh, share with, uh, you know, teach other people, let them experience what I was experiencing. And I've seen individuals do that who are probably now, you know, placing in their age group or just continued to run and, and enjoyed it. And, and that's the whole reason why I got into it. And I've, you know, I, I'm not teaching anymore, but I can definitely speak knowledge about it. And, um, you know, there's still times where I'm out running and I'm like, I gotta work on my form, you know, it's like there's things I'm, I'm working on and, and form isn't just necessarily, and I'm sure Andy will probably get into it, but it's not just about how you land, but other aspects of it, like conditioning and strength training and, and, and working on stretching and things like that, because that's all part of the biomechanics. That's where you get a lot of your speed is that flexibility as well. So, um, and there's a lot of tools out there now with GPS watches, but it can be overwhelming. So I know what, what we try to do here and what Andy tries to do is 
simplify it. As you said, you don't want to overanalyze it. You don't want to. You want to enjoy the run. You yes. don't want to be constantly in your head thinking about all these other things. Well, and you're right, you too. We're going to get into the curriculum, but a couple of things, and I'm going to toss this back to Andy that you mentioned that are very specific. And I'm going to ask him to look at it maybe a little bit more generally. You looked at it rightfully so as an individual and just to ensure this appropriate disclaimer, the reason that D2 is not currently doing the instructing that he used to do is we've dumped so much on his plate, whether it has to do with producing this podcast or so many other things that have to do with Big Peach Running Company. It was a responsibility that he held. He would continue to do it, quite frankly. He probably will look at me somewhat sideways because he wishes he had more time for that than what he does now. It's not a lack of practicing it as an individual, but Andy, he mentioned two things, less knee discomfort and more enjoyment. So that's just one testimonial from someone who was originally a student and ultimately rose to the ranks through certification and lots of practicing an instructor. What are some of the other things that you find that are individual benefits Mm -hmm. from being more mindful of or being very, very involved with your running form? So a lot of, um, I've got my own laundry list, yep. but um, the big ones for me are the people we work with in our Saturday clinics. Um, these are the ones that come back, and uh, for better or worse, they, they come back, I think, with the express purpose of trying to get me to cry. <laughs> By telling you stories yeah. of success and achievement, yeah, which is good reason to cry, for the record. Absolutely. Um, some of the standouts... I'm. It boggles my mind because we do before and after video. So I see the mechanical differences in the video, but when they come back with their story, um, that's when you see the heart behind three degrees difference in a landing angle or something. Um, There was a woman that um, was scared. She came in to our free clinic and she was timid and she was scared and she wanted to do a full marathon, but she was concerned that maybe she was too old Maybe it was too late. She had done a half, and that was really, really hard. Um, and I worked with her, and we talked, and I kind of did my cheerleading and pep rally stuff, and she decided to do the Saturday clinic, and um, she dug in. She was doing all the drills. Um, I saw good stuff in the video, and she came back into the store. I don't. It was, a, it was Publix, too, so it wasn't just like a, a flat full. Um, but she came back in and I saw her and I said, Hey, how are you doing? I said, did, did you do your race? You know, and she just quietly said, yeah. And she said, she took, um, a minute per mile off of the pace she held for the half and finished the full. Wow. And had fun without pain. Uh, so when we get at least one or two per month that come back to me, and tell me um, my knee doesn't hurt anymore, I got faster, I'm having more fun, I did the thing I didn't think I could do. That's why form matters to me now and why I'm continuing to unpack it. Um, On the personal side of things, you know, my 5K obsession turned into a 50K obsession that same year and... um, progressed and rolled down the road to hundreds and now I can do those and walk the day after so that's why I'm still a student of form 
It's my brushing and flossing and how I continue to do the activity that I love. But the reason that I'm like super geeky about it is because of the stories that we hear after the class every month. Well, and, and so we're going to talk about the classes. And just to set this up, one of the things that D2 and I often hear is that we're also willing to give insight into the business of Big Peach running company. And certainly this is about the lifestyle far more than it is our business or even our philosophy in terms of why it makes so much sense to participate in this lifestyle and why we're so fortunate to be part of this business. But as history, Big Peach running company had a chance to see really up close and personal what Andy referred to a second ago, and that was good form running. It was developed initially out of a running store in Michigan that we have tremendous respect for by the name of Playmakers. We had a teammate who had come from that particular retailer. I personally know the ownership group associated with that retailer. And as they developed what was known as good form running, New Balance took a specific interest in it, often said this is something that would make more sense than what we could possibly suggest for not just those who might wear our products, but also those who might be interested in towing the line of a local 5K or walking or running their first race, made an investment in that particular curriculum with that retailer and helped kind of spread the gospel of what, what we referred to as GFR, good form running or good form was. Eventually, Big Peach Running Company, consistent with one of our core values, make it better. We felt like there was some curriculum that could be developed that would ultimately serve our guests and the marketplace even better in the way it was positioned, in the way it was instructed, and the way it was ultimately adopted. And as we transitioned from the more generic but super, super impactful good form running to our more developed here at home, really an Atlanta-based product of transformed running, we saw some things that we just couldn't deny were successful in both individuals as well as in classes. Andy has become that go-to guru. He sounds like that Ivy League professor. He looks like that professor you would want to give you instruction if you needed to bring your grade up a few points. And I will tell you this, not only as a valued member of our leadership team, but as someone who has impact, impacted me personally, he is that person. He is now the person who stewards all of our TFR as we continuously make it better. So with that set up, Andy, and again, I know that, yes, we're blowing some sunshine in your direction, but it's deserved. You now have multiple elements that make up what the TFR curriculum is. And it is for somebody who has never heard of the possibility of form meaning something to people who have already kind of grasped that form does make a difference, but they need to continuously practice it day in, week in, day out, and week out. So let's kind of walk through the curriculum. Mm -hmm. And this is not an advertorial. This is not intended to be a big sales pitch for TFR. In fact, the initial introduction, there's no cost and has never been a cost at Big Peach Running Company. Give us a framework of how TFR or Transform Running works with you at the helm and for Big Peach Running Company. Awesome. Yeah. So moving forward, uh, we do have our free clinics. Um, those are at Alpharetta. Those are in store every week. Um, that's going to be the fundamentals of running form. The pith of that, uh, we did one tonight in store. 
uh, the take-home that I give everyone. Get tall and run relaxed. If you can clean up your arms, that will start to clean up your feet and smile your face off. There is no such thing as good running form without a smile on your face. And that's not just from the hippie perspective of things. You've got Nike studying the smile. Uh, so smiling is a part of good running form. Your reference for that is Kipchoge in the Breaking Two Project. The man that ran 225 on the marathon smiled his face off while he did it. And there's no question and when that When we that say made... 225, DC, you and I covered this, I believe, in our initial episode. Oh, yeah. This is not two hours and 25 minutes. No. Just this is two hours seconds. and 25 seconds. seconds yeah. So thank you, Andy, for bringing that back up. It brings the Run ATL podcast yep. full circle, but you're absolutely right. So he was smiling, and it, it's not, you know, no mistake about it, the dude was not having the time of his life. He's at the cusp of human potential. He's suffering. His <laughs> smiling was a strategy. Um, so our take-home from the, the free clinic, and it starts with some basics, right? We're trying to reduce impact and increase efficiency by means of reducing overstriding. Uh, rule number one. You are not allowed to think about what you're doing from the waist down while you're running. That is off limits. And it is the first riddle of our running form clinic. We have a clinic that's designed to change everything you're doing from the waist down, but you're not allowed to think about it. Uh, so we've got some tricks up our sleeves. How do you change your running form without thinking about it? And there, there's good biomechanical reason why we don't want you thinking about it. Uh, that's because we want you relaxed. We want passive muscle groups down there. And even well-intentioned thoughts will introduce tension. Um, the other part of it is you're just not allowed to overthink it. you got to have fun. A couple tips and tricks can start to change the mechanics from the waist down without you thinking about it. Arms is the first tool. If you clean up your arms, your feet tend to follow suit. Um, that's kind of the, the real tiny pith of our free clinics. And then I always like to say the clinic is, uh, the free one is what to do. We try to give you as much what as possible for free so that you can go home and work with it and have fun and do all you need to. And for some people, that's all they need. Uh, the Saturday clinics that we offer, um, which is a three-hour clinic currently. Well, and before we even get there, there's two things I want to do. First of all, you mentioned that why we do it. And we think back to the Big Peach Running Company mission of to grow, to support, and enhance the pedestrian active lifestyle and making this more enjoyable, making this more comfortable, making this less worrisome is a way that we can do that. Mm -hmm. And certainly you've done that. And with the instruction you give and the instructors you have, that is mission work for both Big Peach Running Company and you. Secondly, the thing that I would say is we look at the term fundamental. Mm -hmm. You have an emphasis on mental. Yes. Obviously, you've made the connection between the cognitive considerations that go to starting, mm -hmm. staying, and sticking with a pedestrian active lifestyle. Touch on that a second before I let you go to some of the more intense workouts. So one of the kind of related to that, one of the filters I've used is I've started uh, digging into the curriculum. It's got to be simple. It's got to be scalable and it has to be fun. Um, if it's simple and it's enjoyable, it's usually for human beings repeatable. <laughs> We're so predictable. We're homo sapiens are really easy to figure out. Yeah. If it's complicated, 
and a pain in the butt, it's probably going on the back shelf. Um, so it needs to be very simple and very fun, and you you also got to see results. Seeing results is a big win for all of us in any aspect of our life. That's part of the mental. Yeah. So now we've talked a little bit about transform running fundamentals. The next level, what we would refer to as the next level, transformed running engaged. This term also has yeah. been specifically and strategically chosen. Give us a better understanding of what transformed running engaged is all about mm -hmm. and who that really speaks to, whether that person is there right now or someone that you believe, I'm certain you believe will be there at some point. So with fundamentals, we're telling you everything you need to do. We've already told you we don't want you thinking about it while you're running. Uh, we're not setting up this trap on purpose, but to get it from the brain into the body uh, requires a little bit of finesse and some tricks. So this is where we go into, let's actually head outside and start working on movement patterns. This is for me where it, it reminds me of Little League when I was a pitcher and I had a pitching coach that would drill me to death. He'd take the pitching form and break it into snapshots. And I would practice each of those movements. We would do this for, you know, seeming eternity at the time because I was young. Uh, but at the end of the day, when you brought it all together and you just rear back and throw it, all of a sudden your body's doing something. It was... Um, D2 mentioned the runner's high, and I don't, I'm not sure that I've ever gotten a runner's high, but I've experienced the states of flow um, that come when it's like your body's moving on its own. Mm -hmm. It's just, you get these brief moments where it all just happens. It all comes together, it all works. So when we go from fundamentals to engaged, we're trying to give you the tools that you can use once or twice a week as part of like a dynamic warm-up to teach the body new movement patterns so that when you head out the road or on the trail and you're just running to enjoy the day, those new movement patterns start to trickle in without you thinking about it. So we're just trying to rewire the way you work with small doses of, um, you know, the scientific term that I call it. What we do is we head outdoors and we hop around like ninnies. <laughs> <laughs> By systematically hopping around like ninnies for a couple hours, we immediately see drastic differences in before and after videos. It works. The runner that is doing the same exact runner that was there two hours ago goes and jogs down the parking lot and all of a sudden the video looks different. That's the goal of engaged. We want to take it out of the brain and put it into the body so that your brain can go back to... Um, watching the clouds or thinking about your finances or, or <laughs> whatever the heck it is you've out, you know, your brain can go back to decompressing and just enjoying the run. Well, and I will say, and this is as the founder of Big Peach Running Company, I look at there is a cost to this particular program when we talk about transformed running engaged, but how we can possibly offer this level of instruction and quite frankly, this level of personalization is amazing to me. This is not a margin activity for Big Peach Running Company. This is, like I said earlier, mission work. And by having a unique resource like Andy and those on his team, doable only because of the personal passion that you have for this. 
Heck, when D2 and I invited you to be part of this podcast, you were quick to say, absolutely. This is like a gospel for you. You believe in it so much. You want to share every opportunity you get. And yes, there are costs that we need to make sure that we can cover just to be able to put the programming and continuously refine the programming so that it does stay very consistent with everything we do at Big Peach Running Company. But this is not something that I would classify as anything but the deal of the century for somebody who wants to get the most enjoyment they can out of Big Peach and more importantly, out of good form or TFR. Let's go to that third part. I mean, this is really 301 type stuff. Mm -hmm. And there are very few people who are on this podcast right now or listening to this podcast right now who may have interest in this, but it has so much application as to why it exists. And the reason that we talk about transform running perfected is because there is so much good stuff there that all of us could read or hear and now consider, but not necessarily ever practice. But if we hear it again and again and again, we would understand why Andy talks about it, why Big Peach Running Company believes in it. Mm -hmm. So give us the framework of this 301, of this transformed running perfected. Yeah, so the, um, the start of transformed running perfected was people that were taking the clinic and asking if there was more. If I just walk through the front doors, I think this, and I know the answer to this, so I'm setting this up. Mm -hmm. If I just walk through the front doors of Alpharetta right now and said, hey, you're Andy. Yeah. You're a local celebrity, rightfully so. I want to take Transform Running Perfected. What would you say to me? Come to the free clinic. <laughs> and now, okay, perfect. See, D2 and I knew that was coming. Yeah. So help us understand that. This is a great setup for why Perfected exists. Right. Perfected exists uh, for a couple reasons. One, people started asking for it. Um, I kind of blew it off at first. Not like, psh, but like, no, no, you, this is good enough. Uh, but as, you know, it continued to get asked for, I sat down and said, well, is it valid? Like, is there more to give? Um, and the quick answer two pages later was yes. There is two pages of content at least that I never once have brought to the table on a Saturday clinic because one, um, it wouldn't be kind to, you know, dump on beginners. It could be a risk. Uh, you got to start from the ground up and build the house. So we need some basic framework in place first. That's why please come to the free clinic. Uh, let's get the nuts and bolts in place. Play with that for a while. Come back to engaged. Um, so people were asking for it. I went through what I do and stuff that we've never brought to the table and realized what well, there's more content than one class could even hold. Uh, and no, we can't just keep adding more to the three hour clinic because it's gonna be a seven hour clinic by the time we're done. And no one wants any part of that. Um, the other part of it though is the before and after videos. So since we started doing the new version of the videos where I'm looking at them side by side, uh, it is, I'd say almost without fail that we see improvement on most of the angles I look at in every single runner that comes through the clinic. But it is also, I start sounding like a broken record on the videos because we're left with the same step-by-step -step thing that we still need to work on. So every runner that comes through the clinic without fail 
almost has the same prescription of what to keep working on after the clinic. Um, and I don't want to leave that <laughs> unfinished. Sure. I want to see those final three degrees of improvement. Uh, I want to bridge the gap between, you know, good enough and really good. Perfect. And perfect. And I, I started doing it to myself to see if it was even necessary. Like, it, okay, we could take you from here to there, but is there any benefit of that? Um, so as I've started working through Transform Running Perfected myself, everything about my running has changed again. Um, my ultra shuffle 100 mile pace, my 5K pace, the way I feel before and after running, I feel stronger, more engaged. Um, I'm getting these flow state moments more frequently. So everything that I've been doing, uh, working through Transform Running Perfected, it, to, you know, in short, it's kind of blown my mind. I thought we were looking for small moves uh, for that tiny little nudge from good to perfect. And what I'm finding in my body, in myself as a runner, is um, cheesy. But, but we could be on the cutting edge of distance running form unlocked. Well, and we are on the cutting edge, and I know one of the things that you take very seriously is, and now we've kind of put it in a manner that we suggest there is another level to that, and we refer to it as transformed running beyond, and where you are really becoming the coach's coach. And it's not just for those individuals who want to do it for themselves, but for those who want to share it with others and do what you're doing. And that is spreading the good word as it relates to why this matters, why this increases enjoyment of this lifestyle, why it can reduce the likelihood of injury or the possibility of discomfort. And I know that's something that is truly individual. But if we look at the word beyond and we look at the future, there are so many things that change in and around the sport of running every year that goes by, whether it has to do with product, whether it has to do with who's participating, whether it has to do with what races are most popular. Give us a little bit of your crystal ball as it relates to form in and around the pedestrian active lifestyle. Here we are, 2018. We already mentioned that Born to Run was 2011. We've just indicated, and that we'll absolutely attach in our show notes, that beyond perfected is beyond. Mm -hmm. Where does running form go from here? What does it look like for you and for those who are now interested in running form more so than they've ever been? Six months from now, two years from now, mm -hmm. a decade from today, where do you think running form is going to exist in this conversation in and around this lifestyle? I think that running form will progress more and more into modified physical therapy that um, cross training for lack of a better term. Uh, there's movements and waking up muscle groups that it's going to get more into range of motion and strength and muscle recruitment and less into what do you move when as you run down the road or the trail. Uh, but it's going to lighting up certain muscle groups. The way I've kind of break it down is uh, turn it on, test it, and then teach it. So if we can use um, 
anything from those mini bands um, doing dynamic range of motion pulling and pushing yeah so it's it's getting into waking up the biomechanics um, and then getting into the movement patterns instead of just doing drills or critiquing so one of the more recent studies that I've kind of been digging into you asked early on um, is this even valid to teach running form or to change running form and they're continuing to study that a really cool study I dug into uh, asked that very same question and what they found was it's not about what we're teaching but how we teach it and that's where the evolution is we can know exactly what we want you to do but if we can't get you to do it, uh, it's of no value. So how do you get someone to move the way you want them to move is what we're rethinking. And at the very simplest level, watching people and mimicking them was one of the most effective teaching methods. Beyond that is recruiting muscles in a different way and strength training that is very strategic and very targeted. Well, and you mentioned getting people to move in a certain way. One of the big things that's so important is just getting people to move. And you've done an awesome job for people who are full of movement all the way to people who are very sedentary that need to begin moving. And my goodness, there is no doubt. D2, Andy is a colleague and a friend of ours. He is absolutely someone that so many people who come into our store on Windward Parkway and Alpharetta have the good fortune of getting to know personally. Without question, he is a contributing and an incredibly valuable member of the Big Peach Running Company leadership team. But Andy, in this capacity, you are an expert. Independent of all those other things, our friendship, your status in our organization, Give us a few parting words, thinking about just wanting to get more people to mm -hmm. move or move more often. And all that you know, what is that last bit of wisdom that you have so much but can only share just so much or that everybody should kind of remember as the final words of somebody who knows this better than what I believe anybody else possibly could? It's back to the take home from Wednesday night. If you're coming from a form perspective, um, we teach the posture reset. That is the get tall. So starting from running tall and then doing a body scan and making sure you're relaxed. Um, if you can just get tall and run relaxed and smile, that is run form 101. That's the beginning of enjoyment. Uh, by all means, if, don't come to any of our clinics. Uh, if you intend to take away the joy of running, um, because that to me, that is the, the nugget. That's why we do what we do. Uh, the pedestrian active lifestyle is because running is such a powerful tool as a life enhancing activity. So if you can figure out how to do that with less pain and less effort, um, it kind of cranks it up. So the moments I've had in races and training runs, uh, once I started kind of digging into all this, it's exponential. 
the joy you get when you're running a ridgeline, um, and then you take that with intentional smiling, uh, and this mechanical flow that seems to just be happening underneath you uh, effortlessly, it's like it just, you know, time to the 10th power. Uh, so the joy of running, it goes through the roof when it kind of all falls into place and the mechanics are flowing and the face is glowing. Um, it, it's a worthwhile pursuit, in my opinion. It is indeed, D2. You are going to hate me for this, but I think of a phrase that Andy just used, a life-enhancing activity. Would you comment on that? and take us to a break because those are powerful words for a run ATL listenership and for you and me running, walking, a pedestrian active lifestyle to Andy's phrase, a life enhancing activity. What would you say to that? Take us to the break, my friend. Well, much like the name uh, states, transform running, it will transform your life. It will transform uh, your running and therefore your life and the way you uh, just kind of see things. I mean, it's, it's all about enjoyment, right? And if you can change your outlook and you can change the way you run and just enjoy it, that's the transformation. It'll affect you in so many ways, mentally, physically, emotionally. That's it. That, that's what transform running is. And Andy does a great job. That is awesome. Well done. We'll be right back after this brief message. Fall may seem like it's a couple months away, but training for fall races starts now. As your runs get longer, you'll need additional fuel to power through those long runs and get you across that finish line. Everyone has different needs and tastes, so we recommend that you experiment with different gels, bars, and hydration products to see what works best for you. Stock up and save. Buy 10 or more individual packages and save 10%. Buy a box and save 15%. Club and training groups can combine their discount for additional savings of up to 25% off. Don't be foolish. Come into Big Peach Running Company and stock up so you're long run ready. And welcome back to the Run ATL Podcast D2. I could talk to Andy for weeks on end, and I was not a form geek to start with. But knowing what he's done with our curriculum, we referred to some of these terms. I'm going to quickly go through the terms and the cadence of this particular instruction, as well as some costs where there are costs associated really quickly for everyone as we round out this episode of the Run ATL podcast. Some of you heard the term fundamental. That was absolutely by intention, as Andy indicated. Transformed Running Fundamentals happens every Wednesday in our Alpharetta location on Windward Parkway. It's Wednesday night at 6.30 p.m. It's a free 45-minute in-store clinic. Andy himself hosts that. What a resource he is. Even if it's just meeting him, you should make plans to visit our store in Alpharetta on a Wednesday coming up in the next few weeks or next couple of months. You also heard the term transform running engaged. That is just $50. It is a two and a half hour clinic that lasts for those who want more instruction. It includes baseline video. It happens the last Saturday of every single month. It is also hosted by our Alpharetta location. Again, it's two and a half hours for only $50. It takes you to the next level. Andy indicated why it is called and rightly referred to as engaged. It will engage you with your running form in a way that nothing else does. And then the last term that we shared for everyone transformed running perfected 
It is a two-hour course. It is a class we offer just every two months because of the fact that it is very, very specialized instruction. It will take place on a weekend. Sometimes it's on a Saturday. Sometimes it's on a Sunday in the a.m. It is dependent upon signups. The cost is $100. It is for that individual who is truly going to use perfect running form for their enjoyment and ultimately their proliferation of their running routine as part of their overall life satisfaction. We will not talk right now about Transform Running Beyond, but D2, you and I will put something about that in our show notes. This has been an episode we will not soon forget. More importantly, it is something we will continue to apply to our own running. We hope all of you do the same because as we say all the time and certainly mean, may your best miles be those covered on foot. And as Andy gave us clear indication, that is even more likely the case when transformed running is part of what you do. Thanks for joining us. It will not be long, just another couple of weeks, and we'll be back with you on the Run ATL Podcast.